Everyone, welcome to another awesome day with a struggle. I'm Sean Lee. And I'm James Park. We're here to discuss the reality of daily struggles and how it's a constant no matter where we are on our journey. Join us for honest conversations as we navigate life, business, and career challenges. Learn how to accept the struggles and how it's all about the mindset. So in this episode, we talk about this concept of not having enough time. And this comes up pretty often for all of us and how we have to say no to things because there just isn't enough time in a day. And we give some personal examples of the things that we've been saying no to recently and how we overcome the fear of saying no that's associated with different things that we may or may not want to do. Hope you guys enjoy this and happy listening, guys. Welcome, guys. Episode 40. Holy crap. I know that whenever we talk about episodes, we're always surprised. We're saying like, oh my God, it's episode 30. It's episode 35. Episode 40. And it feels strange to almost celebrate every episode, but maybe that's a really good way to kind of think about life. Even a small incremental thing that you do, even if it's once a week, it all still adds up. Yeah. Because we started this podcast. I mean, we we started talking in October of last year, October 2021. Now it's September 2022. Almost been a year. The podcast? We caught up was Labor Day. Yeah. I think that's why you were down was Labor Day. It would have been a year ago today, Labor Day, today. There's no other events around this time of year that you would have come down and I mean, that uh, has someone to host to such a big thing, like a get together. That's true. It was barbecue at Hezong's September 6th last year. Labor Day. Yep. Let me see. September 6th last year. Literally exactly a year ago. Because I, rem- I remember this only because I I was completely burnt out from fundraising. And it was still the pandemic for my family, at least. The way you know it was treated in the family. I went on a, like a little mini trip. Like a two, three day retreat in Joshua Tree. Oh yeah, that's right. We talked about this. And then I came back and then Hassel invited me over for Labor Day barbecue. And a year later, we're recording this on Labor Day. Yeah, that's kind of nuts. And so I think the concept of doing small things every single day, it doesn't feel like much, but it's really the only way that you can truly grow consistently for a long period of time to do a little bit each day. And I think this podcast is is a really good analogy to exactly that. It's not that we beat ourselves up whenever we miss a week. We just continue going. Yeah, which we did last week. Yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> no, we did last week. I forgot why, but something came up with the family, I'm sure. Well, as a, I'm sure as a, a new parent, I'm sure parents understand that things come up. And even right before we're recording this episode, I had asked Sean, does this time still work? And Sean replied, there's never a good time. Let's dig into that a little bit because I don't think there's any a good time to do anything anymore. You can always be busy. There's always something, especially if you're new parents or if you're parents in general or just have a lot of responsibilities, work, things are always coming up and there's never a good time to fit in things that you actually want to do. I ran into this concept a lot as an objection in sales. 
So a lot of times when you're asking someone to meet or you call someone randomly, an initial question that you ask them is, hey, is this a good time? And it never really is because they'll always say, no, of course not. They never have time. And so you don't ask that question at all. And I think it's just very interesting about think about how life you only make time for the things that you really want to do. And sometimes though, the things that you really want to do get pushed away and there's never time to put that in. You make the time, you have to make the time for whatever you want to do. Even for chores, I think this happens a lot, right? There's a lot of chores that you have to take care of, but you just never have time to do it. It's not that there isn't enough time. It's just, you're just choosing to deprioritize it and to lower it. And just use that almost as an excuse saying, I don't have enough time to do this. I think where you're going with this, I mean, for me personally, as I'm listening, is around, you know, this is a topic we talked about before, which is around prioritization. And that's a constant personal struggle of mine, even, is you have different layers of demands. I'll give you an example. Like, there's the demands of my role as a dad. And so there's a priority list of things I need to do as a dad. Not that I need to do, that I've taken on the responsibility for, like watching my kids or playing with my kids or cleaning the bottles, sanitizing the bottles, cleaning the house, just my role as a family person. Then there's like my my priorities as a professional. And then there are my priorities as a friend. And that's just three layers, I'm sure of many layers. And I think this is interesting because, you know, I was talking to a friend recently who is deprioritizing golf. And I hate to bring it all back to golf again, but it just made me think of this. I'm very glad that he's deprioritizing golf for multiple reasons. But one is that, you know, he has other hobbies that he enjoys more. And so he should pursue those things. And no one should feel like, oh, like I'm doing this because I want to maintain this friendship. That's why like, I, I like, have to prioritize this thing. It's like, no, you don't. I'll still be your friend, you know? Yeah. I'm not saying that's how he's thinking or that's the case, but that's like how sometimes I get befuddled by decisions. It's like, oh, do I want to keep doing this? Let's take this podcast. Like, personally, like, I'm not doing this to stay friends with you. Like, I'm going to be friends with you regardless. But sometimes we can confuse that. It's like, oh, like, I need to keep doing something because I feel like I need to. Yeah, and in some ways it's become a habit. Yeah, versus like I choose to. And I think that's, at least for me, what you were getting at is like, am I constantly evaluating my choices of my priorities? Yes, that's exactly right. Thank you for taking my mumble jumble and putting into a coherent statement. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not that. I just literally just, I was like, oh, that's something worth thinking about. Am I conscious of my priorities? Because yeah, there's so many things tugging at us every day. What isn't important? Is my family less important than my hobbies or my work or vice versa? No, absolutely not. Yeah. But there are only a few things that I can do. And I'm definitely going to prioritize my health. This is kind of the lesson from April with the Bell's palsy. I'm definitely going to prioritize my personal health. By that, I mean physical and mental. I'm going to prioritize my family and then I'm prioritize my work and my friends in that order. Probably friends comes before work. (laughs) And somewhere in there, there's golf. Is that your health? Oh, golf is number one. That, that's, that's physical <laughs> and mental health. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. That's number zero. It's layer zero. 
This kind of goes back into a couple of weeks ago, we talked about being on autopilot. We have to continuously check in. And so there are a lot of things that you might be doing because you're just on autopilot and it's something that you just are used to doing over time. And so you just accept it. I'm like, oh, this is what I've always done. I'm going to continue doing it. And there are times where you have to check in and really consider, is this something I have to be doing or is this something I need to be doing? Is it a responsibility that I can't release? Or is it something that might be tied into your programming because you've just done it for so long and you're just used to it? I think my example, my biggest example is fantasy football, fantasy sports. I was just going to say, or the, the, the worst case scenario is FOMO, but continue. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's a big thing. It's like you're always going to be afraid. Oh, maybe this is the year that I really enjoy fantasy sports. Maybe this is the year that I, I win. For me, for fantasy, even the years where I've done pretty well, it's not that exciting anymore. It's not fun. And out of something that you first started for pure enjoyment, for years, I've just been repeating this cycle of joining football and, and baseball every year. But this year, I actually said no to football leagues for the first time in many years. And I'm really considering not joining baseball next year either. And this is a complete reset on how I'm thinking about fantasy sports. And it's been required. It's been a long time where I've every year been thinking maybe, maybe this is the year that I don't play. But I just do because I'm on autopilot. It's just something that I'm used to. All my other friends are doing it. I should too. But you have to kind of have to rethink about that. And, and you're right. This is very tied into FOMO. I'm afraid that I'm going to lose out on the excitement of being in a league with my friends. I'm afraid that I'm not going to be able to join in on watching games together with them. And really the excitement that comes along with that. But is it benefiting me? No. Right. And that's something that I think if we were to sum up this episode later on, it'd be really interesting to explore what we're saying no to. Yeah. And I say that because that advice is, you always hear it like, oh, your life's important life decisions isn't what you say yes to, it's what you say no to, supposedly. And I think what isn't followed up with that advice is the consequences of saying no, like the mental or the social consequences sometimes of saying no. And I don't think it's explored enough because that's what actually holds people back from saying no. And I'm really respectful of this friend saying no to golf right now because it's a difficult decision. It's financially prohibitive many times and it just takes up a lot of time to play golf for four hours. You know, But what I'm trying to get at is I've been thinking about him as an example for myself of the things I've said no to. And two funny things came up that I didn't do this time around when I said no. One thing is I've definitely said no to one of my other activities that I enjoy, which is climbing, because I just can't do everything at once. I have to pick my sport sort of thing, especially with a baby now. And before, when I say no to something, I would beat myself up for it. I'd be like, oh man, why are you doing this? You know, If I'm not beating myself for it personally, like internally, because I feel like, you know, you already bought the climbing shoes, you already like bought the membership or whatever it is, and guilt myself for it. If that wasn't one reason to not say no and half-ass continue, another reason would just be FOMO. Would be like, oh, well, like, I'm not going to be able to hang out with my, those friends that do that. But that's not true. Neither of those things are true. 
I can always get back into climbing. And if that's the only w- reason or way that I'm hanging out with those friends, like then are they really friends? You know, or are they just friends for that purpose? And it really challenged that thought of FOMO for me. Is like you can still enjoy watching games with your friends. Why not? Yeah, it's not mutually exclusive. If anything, it's even better. Yeah, but we think of a lot of these decision points as mutually exclusive, and I think. Part of the reason we do that is we try to simplify decisions in life, and so we're just like, oh, well, if I choose to go down this path, let's say if I stop playing golf, then it's like, well, not going to be able to hang out with all these people. It's like, okay, I don't think that's a good way to make decisions. Like, I hope that's not the only reason why we're hanging out. You know, like if we stop this podcast tomorrow, like I hope we continue talking and hang out. Yeah, the FOMO concept is it's really interesting, especially because of internet, Instagram. TikTok, social media, you see everyone else doing something and you want to be part of it. I'm so glad you brought this up because I was like, where am I going with this? What do you enjoy doing, right? What do I enjoy doing? What do I want to do with my life? Yeah. We get so caught up in like trying to please other people and trying to like do stuff because other people are doing it that we like don't really prioritize what we want to do and build our lives around that. Whether it is how I want to build my family or how I want to, you know, what activities I want to do or what kind of work I want to engage in. And I think what's really commendable about what you're doing right now with your new job is that you're like, I'm deciding to do this. I'm going to build everything around it. I'm not going to go crowd to what opportunities are out there. And and that's not even the right way, way to frame it. Like you pick something. And that's actually something I've been struggling with is, you know, as I'm preparing to kind of get back into work after paternity leave, I was thinking like, I don't know what I want to do next. And part of that is because there's just so many different things distracting, pulling at me. That's making me feel like I don't know what I want to do. Deep down inside, I actually do. And I should just stick to my guns and do what I want to do versus what other people want me to do. Yeah. And that's the hard thing about making that choice. We have to be truly intentional to our own decisions. And you know what's crazy is there are still times where doubt will creep in. Is this really the right decision? Am I really going in the direction that I want to go to? I think you'll only know that after you give it a honest to God, everything you have for a year. We talked about this. To start a habit, he sent me this article about how you just go hard at first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And you really have to find out, is this something you really want to do or not? And you will find out in the first few months. No, no, it was like the first week or two, actually. Yeah, you just do this thing like every single day. And you're like, I'm going to figure this out if I like it or not. That's essentially what a job is. I can't think of another way to really say about a job because you're giving everything you have for an X amount of hours a week. And that's the bulk of your time aside from sleeping. And I think it's one method. I don't know if it's the right one. It really depends on who you are. And interesting enough, I read a post by Mark Manson. I believe it was Mark Manson the other day. He said to find what your true purpose in life is, you start off with a list. Write down everything that you enjoy doing or that you want to do. Just a, a list, as specific as possible, as long as possible. Write down everything. And then step two is... You cross off anything that other people are already doing. 
Like if someone else is doing it or if it's a popular thing, you just cross that off your list. Then step three is pick the one out of all that's remaining. Look at what actually helps the world. And whatever that one is, that is your purpose. Interesting. I haven't tried it. I read it just the other day. I find it interesting, especially the step two part where he says, mark off everything else that everyone that's already being done or that's already popular. And maybe in a way that's combating our instinct to follow the crowd, to do things that are popular, to do things because we believe because other people are doing them, we should want to do them too. That's really interesting. I don't know if it's going to work. I'll try it. And maybe uh, next week I'll, I'll come up with what my true purpose in life is. <laughs> when I think about that, that second statement, like immediately my reaction was, you know, there's got to be some stipulations because just because everyone's doing it doesn't mean they're doing it right. And I don't, I don't mean to say that like I know how to do it right, but you know, at least my opinion is like, oh, there could be a better way yeah, or a better approach. And so everybody could be doing it, but in my opinion, doing it wrong. Yeah, and maybe that's the next thing that you tackle is this different approach to whatever it is that you're interested in now. That's interesting. I like that. But yeah, coming full circle to our conversation, I think there's never a good time to do anything. This came up because we're trying to find a time to record. Yeah. (laughs) And yesterday on Sunday, I decided to take my son to like a Discovery Cube. It's like a kid's educational center or whatever. It was pretty cool. He freaking loved it. He absolutely loved the entire place because he loves pushing buttons and twisting knobs. And that place is just all that. (laughs) It's genius. Or tapping on things. And it was really cool to see how he's developing, how tactile he's getting, like how curious he is about the world. And it was just freaking cool, that place. And then today, you know, last night, some friends came to come hang and stayed up late a little bit and started to watch the baby. And this morning I was like, I'm tired, but you know what? This is something that I I enjoy doing. So I'm willing to prioritize this over breakfast, sleep, and I don't have any other priorities in the family this morning. Like I don't have to watch any kids or I can't golf right now because everything's, it's either too hot outside or it's, the store is still closed. (laughs) So so priority wise, I was like, easy, easy priority. Well, thanks, Sean. I appreciate it. Any of our listeners appreciate it. So thank you. Yeah. That's something that I want to keep reminding us is that we we do this because we enjoy doing this, not because we have a habit or, and it's good that we have these consistent conversations about this to check in, be like, hey, do we want to keep doing this? Yeah. Maybe instead of 40 or, you know, maybe 400 episodes later, it's like, we should still be asking this question. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's, I think that's the biggest takeaway for today. To stay out of autopilot. Yeah, stay out of autopilot and check in because you have not only that power, but you have, you know, for your own personal well-being, I think you have that obligation to say no to things Mm -hmm. and not be afraid of either FOMO or self-guilt. Saying yes to things just because you've been saying yes for so long. Yeah. Oh, well, everyone, thanks for listening. I think this was a little bit of a short one, but... Whenever you're listening to this, we're recording on Labor Day. So happy Labor Day for those in the United States. Happy Monday to all the other people not in the United States. And thanks for listening. See you guys next week. Take care.